Hello, and welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick Beatman, and I'm here with my friend, Zach Mack. Hello, everybody. So recently, the Commander Rules Committee announced the preemptive banning of a new card from Ikoria, Lair of Behemoths. That card is Lutri the Spell Chaser. Lutri is one hybrid blue-red, hybrid blue-red, so three mana, for a 3-2 legendary elemental otter. It has companion. So if this card is uh, your chosen companion, you may cast it once from outside the game, provided you meet its condition. And the condition for Lutri is that each non-land card in your starting deck has a different name. It has flash, and when Lutri the Spell Chaser enters the battlefield, if you cast it, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. So uh, today we have a very special guest with us to discuss this banning and why it was uh, decided that it should be banned. So we have with us Charlotte Sable, friend of the show and one of the members of the Commander Advisory Group. Welcome back, Charlotte. Hey, it's good to be back. Always a pleasure to be on the show with you guys. You know that. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, we're we're very excited to get some inside information on this banning. This is a a, a historic event. It's the first time the it rules is, committee, definitely. yeah, has preemptively banned a card. Um, even even Grizzlebrand got a moment in the sun before the rules committee swung the ban hammer. So, what yep. makes Lutri different from previous cards that have been allowed to see play? All right. Well, before I get, start answering any of your questions, I just want to reinforce that. Any opinions and answers I give are my own. I don't speak for the rules committee or the or the rest of the CAG. I'm yeah. just here on my own behalf to help give some insight. But again, I'm not speaking in any sort of official spokesperson capacity, just as myself. Yeah, and that, that is very important to get across. This is like your, your takes on the happenings that the CAG Correct. and the RC have talked about. Correct. And while I might express my opinion on how the CAG as a group felt or how the RC felt about things, that is just my perception of things. And they are welcome to, of course, refute or state otherwise about it. And you shouldn't take, you know, anything I say about other people's opinions on things as gospel, of course. Okay. Sounds good. So, right. Back to your question. Uh, so yeah, Lutri is a very unique situation, uh, but there's a fundamental difference between Lutri and something like Gristlebrand. Gristlebrand is a very, very strong card, no doubt, but it is, in all respects, a very normal magic card, right? There's nothing commander-specific or non-commander-specific about it. Yeah. Uh, Lutri, on the other hand, is a card that was not designed with Commander in mind. It was, in fact, specifically called out to the rules community by Wizards, saying that when they designed it, they expected that it wouldn't be long for the world in Commander. So they wanted to, you know, bring it to the rules committee's attention right off the bat, but they felt that its ability and its usefulness was interesting enough in other formats. So the differences here are, one, uh, this was actually in some part suggested by Wizards. Again, the Rules Committee is an independent from Wizards, so while Wizards could suggest banning it or the like, the Rules Committee isn't, you know, bound to do that, of course. 
Uh, but just the other main point, and the main one, even without Wizards bringing this, you know, to the rules committee saying, hey, we think this might need to get banned, uh, Lutri is just, in general, incompatible with the Commander format because its companion restriction is just not a restriction in Commander at all. Like, um... If you look at some of the other companions that have been spoiled or had been previewed so far, uh, you see their their companion restrictions are quite severe, right? Like you can only play even cost spells in your deck, or you can only play odd cost spells. You can't play anything that costs one or less than three in your deck, right? Mm-hmm. These are these are very limiting deck construction rules. Whereas the only limit Lutri puts on your deck construction in Commander is don't play Relentless Rats, Persistent Petitioners, Seven Dwarves, Shadowborn Apostles, etc., right? Like, and that's a very, very tiny restriction and not in the spirit of what the companion restrictions are supposed to be. I think I might push back on the the your your wording there. The I don't know if it, I'd say it's incompatible with the format. I definitely agree that... Uh, the restriction it's nothing in commander compared to what it might be in other formats but i think that having another card accessible at all times isn't incompatible with commander in fact like that is what having your commander means and right no no i'm not i'm not saying that having a companion is incompatible with commander per se i'm saying that lutri's restriction isn't a restriction and that makes the card basically not any... It puts basically zero stress on your deck building in the way that that building a deck around any, with any other companion in mind would put a severe hamper on how you build your deck to get it as your companion. Okay, you're, you're saying that the restriction on Lutri just isn't actually a restriction in regards to the companion building? Correct. Okay, yes. How does... um power level factor into uh, the decision here because I think we can agree that that Lutri is not an especially powerful card there's existing cards that do very similar things we have Dualcaster Mage we have Narumeha yeah exactly so so those cards are generally better because they don't have the if it was cast restriction etc and again it's not Lutri is not being banned here because of what the card itself does like, like a few people online have said like lutri could be a one one for 12 mana and the the fact that it's just available as an extra card outside the game for no cost to these decks makes it just objectively the correct choice to play in any deck that's at least is it and doesn't want to build around any other of the companions well let me uh let me ask you something. So is it is is it solely about uh, not having to pay a deck slot in order to get access to this effect? Yes. Um, 100%. Um, like, the thing is, like, sure, there's... Like, we're used to having access to cards outside, so, I mean, having a second or third card outside the game isn't backbreaking. Like, partners while strong haven't broken commander right mm-hmm. so having a second card available outside the game isn't a thing and companions are weaker than commanders because you can only cast them from outside the game once 
and then they're just in the game normally. But the thing is, uh, even if you compare to, say, something like Sol Ring, which is the most played card in Commander, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's still an opportunity cost to play Sol Ring. You still have to put it in your 99. You still have to risk drawing it late in the game when it does nothing. Uh, you still have to not play another card because you're playing the Sol Ring, right? Lutri, on the other hand, it's not replacing anything. It's not in. It's not stopping you from playing another card because it's there, other than you know, persistent petitioners or whatever. The fact is, it's just there as this extra card that you get for playing Commander and being Izzet. And the fact that there's zero cost, even if your deck, even if you run no instants or sorceries in your deck, even if you don't care about creatures with flash, it's still objectively correct in that case, if Lutri was unbanned, to have him as your companion. And that just is not something we want to have in the format. Well, let me ask something. Um, if, if you knew for a fact, say, that Lutri wasn't going to show up, that most people wouldn't go out of their way to pick up a copy for their Is It deck. Would that impact your decision to ban Lutri, or do you expect that it's going to be uh, ubiquitous and that impacts your decision to ban him? I think it would be ubiquitous enough that there would have to be action taken at some point. And again, even the ubiquity isn't really something we take into account outside of cases like, uh, you know, like the Prophet of Crufix or Primeval Titan situations where those cards were becoming super heavily played and games were revolving around them. Like, even if Lutri was legal and was played with every it deck, I don't think the game's ever going to become about Lutri. It's just going to be the fact that Lutri is always there. Right. It's more again, it's more an issue of Lutri not being a card that that meshes with Commander in and of itself. Most other cards that don't mesh with Commander, they wouldn't print these days. But like look at some of the other cards that are just fundamentally incompatible with the format, like Caracas or say limited resources, cards that were clearly designed without the specifics of the commander format in mind and just create experiences in the format that just do not work with the way the commander is played, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or like, say, for example, um, uh, going to say uh, a variant sort of format like Oathbreaker. Like, I believe Pithing Needle was banned in Oathbreaker, right? Because, yeah. you know, that's a card. Like, I don't think they banned every Pithing Needle effect, but. They banned some of them, like the most, the cheapest, most ubiquitous ones, because, you know, that's a card that if it wasn't banned, it's like, oh, everyone's going to have a Planeswalker, so I should play this card to stop their Planeswalker, right? Like, yeah. and that's not, you know, I mean, again, these cards incompatible with formats are a thing, right? Like, um, but back to like Lutri... I mean, Lutri isn't, you know, messing with Commander or Multiplayer the same way that Krakas or Limited Resources does, but the fact that it is literally just a free extra card for a section of decks in the format made it something that we didn't want to have, even have a chance, because it wouldn't, we knew it wouldn't survive, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, let me ask you. Uh, so I, I think we're, we're both on the same page that Lutri is not a particularly powerful card. Um, Correct. D- did the rules committee or the CAG discuss the idea of banning Lutri as a companion while allowing it to be used as a commander or as one of the 99? It was certainly brought up mostly by the CAG, but by the time that we had uh, been shown Lutri, at least as a group, like I know that there, are, uh, like I know like Josh Lee Kwai, who is also a CAG member, obviously he has early access to like the card lists from sets because of his work for Wizards doing game nights, right? Mm-hmm. So they get to see all the lists and get copies of the cards early so they can record these things in advance. But as a group, we didn't see Lutri until a couple of days before our quarterly meeting where we were given his text and it was like, yeah, this is just not a thing that's good. But by the time that we were given that information, um, the RC had already basically sort of locked us into either banning Lutri or not banning Lutri. There wasn't another option available. Like, the RC has made it clear in the past that they don't want a sort of more nuanced ban list. They don't want a ban list that has degrees of being banned. They don't want, like, banned as a commander or, you know, banned as a companion or banned as a partner or whatever, right? Like, they don't want these these sorts of things, right? Uh, they'd want a card to just either be legal or be banned, which is understandable. It's not necessarily something I 100% agree with, but I understand the position. I mean, I personally think it would be fine to just ban Lutri as a companion and, like, let people play the cute, awesome otter in their, uh, in their deck or as a commander. Like, it wouldn't be a problem at all. But that's not something that the RC was willing to let us do at this time. Was there any discussion of disallowing the companion mechanic rather than than focusing on the cards? Yeah, Yeah, this is actually something that I I was interested in because wishes aren't allowed because they use a sideboard outside the game. There's a lot of like Mm wishy-washiness. Like when I first saw companion, I assumed that they weren't going to work in commander because of the same reason that I figured like they were legendary so that you could use them as your commander but it wasn't until I saw the banning of Lutri that kind of saw the explanation that, yeah, you could use these companions that I went, sure. oh, so what makes, yeah, this different? Like, why, why not, why not talk why, about Why like, allow the other companions? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the issue there is, again, by the time that the CAG saw this, that sort of decision had already been made, right? Certainly, um, during our meeting, the CAG discussion, the consensus among the CAG seemed to be like, I don't, I'm not going to say it was unanimous, but there was definitely a strong feeling among the CAG that our preferred option would be to disallow companions yeah, and not ban Lutri. But again, the RC made it very clear at this, at the time that that was not on the table for right now. They haven't closed the door on possibly changing that in the future. But for right now, they didn't want to uh, sort of basically take away the shiny new toy and the shiny new mechanic, right? It's something they might be willing to explore later. I personally, again, would much prefer for companions to not be allowed and to just not open the door to cards from outside the game in Commander. But that is... 
but for this update that was not a thing that uh, the RC was willing to consider since we were two days from the start of uh, preview season and you know Wizards had to make announcements and the only reason that the Lutri like there there will be a there will be a full quarterly commander announcement on coming out on the 20th of this month mm-hmm. uh, and there will be you know other things in that announcement beyond the Lutri ban but the Lutri ban was announced preemptively because it was going to be previewed on the very first day of previews and so we wanted to just get ahead of that and not let people build up hype and start you know start having content creators like you guys start planning decks around Lutri and that sort of thing pre-orders pre-orders exactly that was that was that was one of the big points as well we didn't want people to start investing into Lutri buying Lutri like I mean, as we've seen, there are, ex- you know, there are extended art versions of Lutri. You know, we don't want people spending money on stuff that they don't need right now anyway with the crisis and, you know, pandemic and everything going on right now. And so especially when this is a card that we knew we would have to take action on sooner or later anyway, we figured it was better to just, you know, nip it in the bud rather than let people get invested in Lutri and then, you know, yank that away from them. Mm-hmm. Right. As I've said uh, before, I think when I was on talking about uh, after the uh, Iona ban, right, We banning someone's commander is probably one of the most painful things you can do. Like, you ban something like Paradox Engine, sure, maybe a combo in a deck doesn't work anymore. But if you ban someone's commander, then you've basically taken away their deck. Maybe they can replace the commander with a different card, but they built the deck around that commander, and so you've just taken away the deck's identity, and that's just not a good thing to do. So we didn't want that to happen to people in this case. Absolutely makes sense. How do you feel personally about the the rule zero treatment and playgroups? choosing to to have Lutri as one of the commanders or as one of the 99 in their decks? Uh, I am personally 100% okay with that. I want to be very clear that Lutri was banned solely because of its companion ability and the uh, from my understanding of things, the CAG and the RC do not feel the card itself minus the companion ability is at all problematic and so i personally if someone sat down and said hey i have a lutri deck i would be a hundred percent fine playing against that deck so long as lutri was like not a companion in addition to a commander Mm -hmm. sort of thing gotcha uh one, one last question for you um yeah how would you prioritize the following factors in the banning of lutri uh, the the predicted ubiquity of the card, the predicted price or scarcity, repetition of gameplay, breaking the 100 card deck constraint, upsetting the balance of power between color identities, or keeping otters, which you personally hate, out of commander. Well, let me be fair. I personally love otters. <laughs> um, otters are adorable and cute, and like during our meetings, like both the CAG and the RC, we were all bemoaning the fact that we had to ban the adorable otter, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, why couldn't he be like, you know, 
like a nightmare squid or you know something right like just a boring elemental mm-hmm. yeah exactly like or yeah like you know i don't know like elemental elk or something you know like something that isn't you know super cute mm-hmm. um but yeah so first per- but back to your list uh, i would say that again the predicted ubiquity uh of the things you listed the predicted ubiquity would be first uh repetition of gameplay is certainly something that we figured would come up like even just having lutri you know like the thing is if lutri was allowed as a companion he'd be in probably about you know maybe half of games right and in most of those games he'd be cast at some point so i mean now you're seeing lutri every game even though it's not your commander Mm -hmm. um the the price issues that we talked that we just talked about were certainly a concern as well we didn't want people to uh get too invested in lutri and then ban it from under them uh i personally am worried about uh you know things sort of violating the outside the game restriction that we have in commander but i don't think that was a broader concern among everyone else so that that's basically where i stand on that um i'd also like to point out that the fact that we are allowing companions now doesn't open the door for wishes or other outs or sideboards or other outside the game thing uh, a lot of wizards messaging around companion right now is talking about sideboard 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 that's because like other than commander basically every other official wizards format allows for a sideboard or like even in the case of arena like best of one a wishboard basically and that's where outside the game cards live in any sort of actual tournament format but Commander isn't a tournament format. It doesn't have a sideboard. It's not getting a sideboard. Companions that, if you play a Companion with your Commander deck, it starts outside the game. It's not in the Command Zone. It's not in the sideboard. It's just outside the game. And that is acceptable, at least for now, to the Rules Committee, because the Companion cards are self-contained and self-referential and they don't force you to get yet another card from outside the game. They don't give you options. It's your companion, and that's it. I personally would prefer to see them not allowed in the format, but the RC has taken the position that this is okay for now, but it does not open the door for any other outside-the-game shenanigans. Just out of curiosity, I know you're, you're not going to name names, but if you could give us a maybe a head count or like a... A breakdown of approximately what percentage of the CAG and RC are in favor of wishboards versus those that are opposed? Is it like a? I don't, I don't know personal opinions. Like I said, the majority of the CAG would have preferred to see companion not allowed. I don't, I don't, I've never pulled them on wishboards. It's not something that's really come up in our discussions, except like it's been mentioned once and there just wasn't enough interest to sort of take up possibly changing the rule so again i don't know numbers but i would guess that maybe one or two people in the CAG would maybe be willing to maybe look at it and i would doubt anyone on the rc is can i ask a question this is probably just going to be your opinion on this question yeah of course but um Kind of in regards to the no sideboards and commander thing, why not place 
companions in the command zone. Like I know they're obviously they're not the commander because they say so. They say the companion mechanic on it, but wh- why leave them outside of the zone? Is it just like the idea that the command zone is s- specifically for commanders? Um, no, it's it's not that. It's more of a general rules thing. Basically, it because of how wizards wanted companion to work in formats like standard or limited they they specifically stated outside the game so unless commander was going to specifically bend the companion rules to change how it worked in just this format mm-hmm. it would it would be a thing like basically with a mechanic as sort of weird and new and you know innovative as companion I think the thinking of the RC was to just go along with Wizards on this for now and just let it lie so that the messaging could be consistent. Okay, that is interesting. Are there, this is just a separate question, I guess, because for some reason I was under the impression that things did use the command zone in like standard. Is that not true at all? Like do emblems go there? Yeah, like emblems go in the command zone specifically. Uh, I think that's the only thing in like non-commander sets that uses the command zone. Yeah, it seems right to me too because I'm pretty sure it's only emblems that go there. Emblems and commanders. Emblems and commanders and things unfortunate enough to be attached to commanders when they're leadership vacuumed. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty good. Quick question. One thing I'm interested in is like exploring the idea that it's optimal to play Lutri. Because I think that different types of players are more or less likely to do something just because it's the optimal strategy. So for example, like like CEDH, it's not a choice. You're in the colors, you play Lutri, whereas a more casual play group might not. Did that dichotomy or that, that spectrum factor into the decision, the fact that this is that Lutri is probably going to have a larger impact on CEDH than it would on casual no. commander? No, that was not a consideration at all. It was certainly something we talked about, but basically just the fact is we don't want commander in general to have any must plays at all. Like different power levels being what they are, it's basically it was just the issue of the zero opportunity cost, right? If your cost to do something is zero, and then you basically look at, you know, like opportunity costs, when you divide by zero, anything has infinite value, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what Lutri does. Like I said, it could be a 20 mana 1 1, right? The fact that it's there in some even infinitesimally small number of games, it'll benefit you to have it there. So it is, you know, empirically the right choice to play it on a sort of, you know, game value perspective then you know that's not something we want in commander we want your choice of cards to come with a cost to come with balancing factors and considerations right just to kind of push back on that though like i feel like there's a power level point where lutri wouldn't have been banned or if lutri was like a three three with flash for five or like going further like to where you said like a one one for 20 like i feel like there's somewhere on that scale where the concern might have dropped away but i i can't i mean obviously i can't say for sure i can't like ask every member of 
the yeah. RC and the CAG, if that's true. Like, I, yeah. do you? Think- I don't know where I don't know where that line would be for me, but it would have to be. Lutri would have to be a lot worse for me to not want to not see it in the format. So for you, it really is the the yeah. uh, ubiquity. Okay. Basically, yeah. Commander should be about fun, and when it's objectively correct to play a card, then that's not fun, right? Yeah. There, there's... Like, e- even, even Sol Ring isn't objectively correct to play in every deck, right? Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, if my deck doesn't have any colorless, you know, any generic costs on spells, like then there is literally no point in playing the Sol Ring, right? Like, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, personally, I don't run Sol Ring in probably two or three of my decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one specifically by choice, but like, for example, my Angus McKenzie deck, I don't play Sol Ring in it because that deck has a lot of sort of specific color requirements for various spells and abilities. And so I don't choose to run any colorless ramp in that deck. Yeah, that's I think that's totally fair. There are just times when like the power level is not like the factor on the card. So right, exactly. But like again, the Lutri situation is absolutely unique. It's sad. I again, I personally, just me and Charlotte speaking, I would rather Lutri be one hundred percent legal and companion not be because like looking at all the other companions we've seen so far i don't see any of them that actually like really appeals to me to actually you know to shape a deck into right like they're all kind of bad or at least they're bad enough or like when i look at them if i want the effect i'd much rather just have them in my command zone right yeah yeah and and that is like what i thought was going to happen that was why i figured companion wasn't going to work in commander but they were legendary yeah. so that was the point that's 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 what a lot of people thought and so yeah honestly i would have rather we we met people's expectations in that way but it's not what we did so mm. yeah uh i just want to state one thing um i i definitely agree with the rc and cags philosophy of uh not wanting auto includes that are just uh must play i think i would push back the i think that like say soul ring is a must play yes it does take up a slot in your deck and there are decks that wouldn't want it like an animar list for example might not want a soul ring depending on how it's constructed um sure but i i think that flattening power level a little bit and and taking out those cards that do go into every deck and do give a significant bonus to every deck that run it uh would probably make the format more diverse and more interesting and sure. so I, I i i think that like going further than along that line than and then just lutri and uh exploring other potential cards that this card is seen in every deck everyone feels obligated to get it maybe that's not a good thing for the format i'd like to see the cag and rc do that okay that that's that's definitely a point um yeah and i definitely can bring that up at the next meeting it is you know certainly something we consider like we there there's been uh lately in the last meeting there was a bit of chatter about 
you know, taking budget into consideration, like, you know, Magic's getting more expensive. I mean, maybe not just recently, because, like, card prices have crashed a bit, but, uh, you know, in general, yeah, I mean, it's something to think about, something to, you know, ponder for the future of the format. Yeah, so kind of in that same vein of things, like, it, it kind of seems like the rules committee and this is kind of not necessarily their fault um just because the printers are ever running and magic is an ever-growing game uh i mean that's one of the things that makes it so much fun but it seems like a lot of focus is spent on these new mechanics as opposed to looking back at things that could be fixed so i mean recently there's a lot of talk about like hybrid mana and stuff like that how often would you say the rules committee is actually getting to look backwards and kind of make decisions about things in comparison to kind of the the ever-present like new arrival that kind of is happening more often nowadays yeah i do i don't know what the rules committee does in their private meetings but in their conversations with the cag we do talk about these things to, to some degree yeah um but for the most part on topics like hybrid mana there's just so much consensus that we don't really want to bother really having a serious debate about it because no one's really on the side to change it Mm -hmm. on the Kager RC right now. Um, And just in general, you talked about band as commander is just like another example. Like, like how much does the CAG spend more time like looking backwards to, or is it more? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously like we're again, you know, we've been around for, you know, not even a year and a half, and you know the format's been around for like what, probably like you know, eighteen, nineteen years at this point. Oh wow! And, <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I know it was early two thousands, right? Yeah. So, oh, oof. Or yeah. even in the night, late nineties. I should check with Sheldon and see. Yeah, when they but, started yeah. playing. When it, well, when they started spreading it out more, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so something along that timeline. So there's a lot of history for us to look back at, and definitely we do talk about the rules. There is, uh, there is some will among the CAG to, you know, change how we approach the ban list, change what sort of criteria we have for banning cards, whether we can ban cards as commanders and stuff. Um, that's honestly like one of my arguments against having companions in the format because like one of the RC's big things about uh, not having banned as commander and stuff is that we make rules for the format as a whole and we don't want to spend time on rules that are only going to apply to a handful of cards Mm -hmm. and so my thinking here is why flex the rules in this case to allow for you know nine companions to be played in the format when it's just so much easier to just not allow it and you know have the rules just be more consistent rather than you know like like assuming companion is a one-off thing in Akoria in you know five years there'll be this weird vestigial mechanic attached to the format or attached to magic that you know people are gonna have to deal with and it's like is that really worth having the rules in place to support it in the format you know yeah if you're it makes sense that if your goal is to like 
have the smallest ban list possible, then rather than allowing these these nine companion cards that aren't worth building around function in that capacity, why not just yeah. have put a rule in place? I think those are all the questions we had. Is there anything else you want to say on the, the subject of uh, Lutri or of Ikoria? You've, I think you've seen a little bit more of the set than, than most folks. Um, but any, any last thoughts on the subject? Know. I mean, I, I think Ikoria is very cool. I like what I like the flavor of the set. I like like the concept of the set. It's a very neat idea and definitely sort of very different from the magic we've seen in the last while, which is nice because I feel like it's been a while since magic really sort of stretched its uh, creative muscles in this way yeah for sure i also like that they're trying new things rules wise because the last couple of sets have been very uh conservative in terms of rules and mechanics and such Mm -hmm. like they're you know eldraine and uh theros beyond death well great sets with great cards for commander and every other format have not were not exactly very rules heavy right so I'm happy to see them try weird stuff like mutate and companion and that sort of thing. I'm I'm I like some of the things they're doing with the commander decks and the spoilers. I like that they've brought back partner with like the partner. We haven't seen all of them. We're still missing as of this recording. We still haven't seen the Abzan pair, right? So, but the other ones are all really neat, and I'm I'm really excited for what they're doing. And yeah, I think I think the community as a whole should realize that don't mourn for Lutri when there's so much more out there in this set, in these two sets, right? Because we're getting Commander and Ikoria at the same time. So there's yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out and there's a whole bunch of cool things that you can brew around. But I will say to the community, like, if, if Lutri actually matters if you want to play Lutri or if you, you know, try Companion or you know don't try it or whatever we want to hear your opinion on that stuff because you know if companion isn't something that people enjoy in the format and it would be better to just free lutri and ditch companion you know if if my gut feeling on that is correct i would like to know if people if it's the other way if people are loving companions please let me know as well like the cag is made up of a bunch of really cool really smart people but we're still here to advise the RC based on what the community is thinking. So if we're off base, please let us know because otherwise we're not going to know, right? Yeah, that, that's true. You, you need to hear from people to know what people are thinking typically. So I would encourage people to do so. Yeah, I think that's a, actually a perfect segue into uh, where can people reach you, Charlotte, if they're interested in sharing their opinions? Sure. So you can follow me on Twitter at JackalGirl, which is J-Q-L-G-I-R-L. I also have my rules question and answer blog at magicjudge.tumblr.com, which, while it has been dormant for the last while, should hopefully be getting a shot of shot in the arm with all the rules weirdness in Ikoria. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Uh... You know, again, you can always find the contact information through the mtgcommander.net website as well, which is now, you know, nicely up to date and yeah, it looks very good. good. Again. Well, cool. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on and answering these questions. Anytime, I'll be happy to come on and talk more about Acoria once we see the whole set and all of that as well. Yeah, and, and hopefully, uh, we hope you don't mind 
coming back maybe after that April 20th announcement and yeah, uh, absolutely. maybe I mean, we yeah, can talk about that too. There are things coming, there are changes coming for Commander and there are interesting things happening in our private discussions that I can't really talk about, but yeah, just just keep your eyes peeled and for the next while, not necessarily this coming announcement, I don't know what all's in it. The RC hasn't told us their decision on things yet, but things are slowly creeping along in the format, so yeah it's a good thing it's it's good to be moving but not to be moving too fast with something as large exactly. as commander yeah all right well thank you again charlotte for coming on the show we really appreciate your insights into this historic decision and uh yeah lo- love having access to you to to get these kinds of tidbits and information yep. and and the cag and the rules committee's perspective yeah anytime like i said yep but yeah thank you again stay safe stay healthy out there you and everyone else listening yeah will do we'll be back playing magic again at some point but for right now your health your health is not a luxury playing magic is right yeah the gathering will commence again at some point exactly exactly if any of you theorists want to get in touch with us i am at commander theory on twitter and tumblr and Zach is at Fat Bartleby on Twitter. Our theme song is Lincoln Continental by Entropy, and you can check him out on SoundCloud. Until next time, we're going back to the drawing board. <laughs>